Yo, what's going on? It's your boy G Money, aka G Demo, and you already noticed the Keeping the G podcast. Today's a somewhat of a well, I don't want to say somewhat, but it's a special podcast for me. Um, a little different, you know. You can hear the rain because you know I'm driving to the house, so you know I'm gonna make sure I get this in before the actual day or night is up and done. You know, because then if if I was to put it out tomorrow, it just it's not gonna have that same effect that I kind of want to resonate, you know, within the actual day. But anyway, you know, it's the Mother's Day special. You know, I'm I'm gonna probably keep it a little short. You know, it's not gonna be a typical hour long or whatever the case may be. But anyway, first and foremost, I gotta say Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Whether you're a good mother, a bad mother, I mean, a grandmother, you know, just a mother, period. You know, foster parent type mother or adoptive mother or whatever, you know, somebody looks up to you as a parent or depends on you as a parent, or should I say. So, either way it goes, you're a mother and... You know, this is a day in observance of you. So, I want to tell everybody out there, happy Mother's Day. Obviously, I'm in Florida, South Florida at that. You know, it's raining cats and dogs right now. So, that's why you can probably hear it in the background. But, you know, I'm still going to do this podcast regardless. You know? So, but again, this is a Mother's Day slash night special episode of the keeping the g podcast so you know hopefully you guys enjoy it you know i'm just gonna be talking a couple things you know more so just about my mom or you know as we like to say down here in florida you know my old girl you know we haven't been like and she's still here of course you know i'm not trying to say like as if she passed away or anything you know and again you know to all the fallen mothers too, you know, may y'all rest in peace. You know, um, your memories will forever live on through your children. You know, so but yeah, I'm gonna talk. You know, a couple things about my mother. You know, not so much. You know, like on a negative tip. You know, but you know, my mother, she's she's a strong-willed mother strong-willed woman, you know, and at the same time, you know, coming from, you know, a Haitian background, you know, she didn't necessarily have everything, so it was like, you know, literally scraping from the bottom, you know, and of course, she tried to do what she can to provide for, you know, me, my two brothers, and my sister, and also my cousin, Blunt. You know, R.I.P. Blunt, you know, I love you, I miss you, man. You know, so my old girl did what she could, you know, and, you know, we all pretty much grown now, so we try our best to give back, essentially, you know. So, you know, again, you know, this is this podcast for you, Mom, you know. Will she ever sit down and listen to this podcast? Who knows, you know. So, but either way, you know, it's going to be about my old girl. 
So hopefully you guys enjoy it, you know, and hopefully I get some feedback from, from those that listen, you know, and and we'll go from there. So, you know, we're going to be keeping it G, you know, Mother's Day slash night special, you know, and let's go. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you can hear my background is pouring and storming and all that. You know, I know we were supposed to be getting an influx of rain, you know, so. And I know um, the guys at work was telling me it was supposed to hit, like, um, yesterday. It, I mean, we got a little bit yesterday, but now I guess this is like the rain rain you know so you know that saying rain rain go away you know i i can't stand when it rains me personally but that's a whole nother subject in itself but anyway you know this is my mother's day episode of the keeping the g podcast you know i'm gonna be talking to a couple of things you know a little bit about my old girl and you know how she got me to be the man that I am today, you know, through negative experiences and, of course, through positive ones. And, you know, one thing about my old girl, you know, she, I'm not going to lie, she's a little stubborn, but, you know, what parent that doesn't want good for their kids aren't stubborn, you know, and especially, like, with my old girl being an island woman, you know, like, women from the islands, I mean, like, they're stubborn, and you know what, I don't want to just group the island women, for the most part, any woman of some sort of culture, you know, and I'm not trying to sound racist or anything, but anybody, like, you know, from Jamaican women, of course, Haitian women, you know, um, the wide variety of Hispanic women, you know, every, like, it's a, it's all like a stubborn island mindset, you know, so, definitely my, my old girl, she's stubborn, but, you know, sometimes it was good to be stubborn, and sometimes, you know, it wasn't really all that good, necessarily, you know, but I wouldn't trade my mother for anything in the world, you know. Do I wish a lot of things were different growing up? Yeah, sure. What kid growing up wouldn't feel that way? You know, I, I missed out on a lot of stuff. Um, dealing with, like, I guess because of my mother, where she kept me away from a lot of things. And, you know, for good reason, you know, she... Now, my old girl, she wasn't like the typical Haitians where she said, oh, don't go out. You know, I had a dream about something, you know. And I've, I've heard plenty of stories of Haitian parents telling their kids, like especially like the Haitian mothers, oh, I had a dream about you doing this and doing that, so don't go out or whatever. You know, they just say that the keep their kids at the house you know and as when I was growing up we called it lockdown or being on lock or whatever and I ain't gonna lie I was on lock growing up 
So that's part of the reason why I guess I'm kind of a homebody type dude. You know, and my mother did not want none of us to, like, really go out with the exception of obviously school. And if we work, you know, work, come home, you know. Like, my mother then, she didn't want me to play sports. You know, even though she said, oh, you should play basketball. But if I wanted to try out for a team, you know, the answer was no. You know, I wanted to play football in high school. You know, and my mother, she, especially like her watching the bits and pieces of football, she seen like, and you know, seeing how they banging and, you know, all the tackling and all that. You know, my old girl wasn't with that. So, and plus in her mind, of course, football is the traditional, you know, soccer, you know, as we call it in America. So, you know, my old girl, she, she didn't play the radio when it came to that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, does it bother me thinking back? Nah, because, I mean, I'm past all that. It's like whatever, you know. So, I mean, do I wish I could have changed a couple things? Yeah, sure. You know, but, I mean, it is what it is. You know, it don't bother me in, in the least anymore. So, but, I mean, I, through it all, I love my mother. And I'm going forever be indebted to her, you know. And, you know, she she kept me straight, man. Like, even... I think I was, what, maybe 21 or 22, somewhere around there. And, you know, I guess, you know, me coming into being a man, I mean, you know, obviously I didn't have my father in my life, you know, because him and my mother, they split. So they, how do I put this? Like, you know, they wasn't really like, I guess, talking, so to speak, you know, for years or whatever, you know, with the exception of when it came to, like, legal things or whatever. And he stayed up in New York. We moved down to Florida. And I was the only one that didn't go up the, um, at, since we moved down, which was 95, 96. Yeah, I want to say 96, early 96. Um... I have it. I'm the only one out of my two brothers and my sister that has yet to go back up there. And they managed to see him before he passed away. You know, not like right before he passed away, but since I moved down, like we moved down, I have yet to go up there. And of course, he passed away a few years ago. Did it affect me? Nah, not at all. You know, because he wasn't really in my life. But, you know, God forbid something would have happened to my mother, it would tear me up I'd I'd be fucked up you know no matter where we stand you know because I mean even though like when I come to the crib you know and yeah I'm you know I'm okay I'm back with the old girl you know because obviously my old girl is you know typical Haitian Haitian mother you know like they want to keep their children close you know and my biggest thing, you know, I definitely want to get a crib for the old girl, you know, but I got my 
all situations I'm taking care of. So, of course, if and when, you know, things change, obviously, you know, then I'm going to bless my mother, you know, because of how she's blessed me, you know. But, so, you know, like I said, if something would have happened to my mother, like, I'd, I'd be messed up. No, ma no matter what the circumstance, I, I'd be messed up, you know. So, with that being said, um, you know, Mom, you know I love you. And if you ever listen to this podcast, you know, obviously, Happy Mother's Day, you know. And you mean everything to me. You mean the world to me. And... Hopefully, you know, Lord willing, you know, I, I'll give you the world, you know, well before anything can happen to you. So until then, I'm going, I'm going to keep grinding and busting my butt, you know, to make sure my old girl's straight, you know. So, but, and again, of course, Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, you know. Especially the ones that's doing for their children, you know. Like, this this is your day to be observed, you know. I mean, granted, you know, technically every day is Mother's Day. As long as you a parent, you know, you know, as long as you're raising kids, man, every day is Mother's Day. So, I mean, that, that's how I look at it. Um, also... Everything like my mother's done thus far for me in my life, you know. I, I've been I've been very appreciative of everything, you know. Like, granted, like my mother didn't have everything to give, you know, but she did what she could, you know. Like, like times were like rough for us, especially like with when her and my father split. You know, he, he wasn't trying to do anything for us, and she had to do many, many things, you know, working two, three jobs, like this one, we were young. So, you know, you know, back in the day growing up, you know, having a, you know, times are different. Well, times were different then in comparison to now. Not to say that I'm super old or whatever, but I'm, I'm 33 years old. But, you know, growing up, like, my mother would have to leave, like, us at the house real young, you know, by ourselves and, you know, like if, because, you know, she couldn't afford to put us in, like, no after-school programs or aftercare things, and plus, my mother had that fear of anybody doing anything to us, you know, so with my sister being small, you know, I'm the middle child, but it's almost like, essentially, I was the the, I guess the, I guess the grown child, so to speak, because, you know, I, my two other brothers, you know, they weren't necessarily capable of, you know, men in the household, you know, because, you know, with them having autism, you know, one speaks, one doesn't, you know, so me having to carry the load, you know, my mother, instilled that in me to it's almost like she helped me become a man before my time and you know I'm I'm extremely thankful for that you know 
And it's like I had no choice but to be the man of the house growing up, you know, to where she she was calling me the king, you know. So growing up, you know, she would always, like, she wouldn't tell me I'm the man of the house. I'm the king of the house, you know. And it's it still resonates a little bit. She doesn't necessarily call me the king anymore, you know. But, like, to show my mother always showed gratitude towards me by how she fed me and you know everybody you know have regular plates at the house not that she was being you know biased or or catered towards me more than anything because my my sister was the one that pretty much got everything majority of the time you know she you know her being the only girl and that's that's what my mother truly wanted you know not that she didn't love me and my brothers or whatever, but she wanted a girl so bad. Of course, my sister was the last one. So, you know, anything my sister wanted, she pretty much got, you know, and the rest of us, we basically, you know, like damn near, I'm not going to say we were fighting for everything, but, you know, three boys in the house, we pretty much had to share everything, you know, so... But, you know. Oh. Uh, you yeah, so, had a little technical difficulty for a sec, you know, so that's why that first segment kind of ended abruptly, so to speak. But, yeah. You know, you can hear the rain in the background, you know, in the whip, you know, doing this Mother's Day special of the Keeping the G podcast. You know, again, happy Mother's Day. Granted, it's nighttime now, so happy Mother's Day slash night, you know. So I hope everybody enjoyed their Mother's Day, you know. But, yeah, so... um. Again, like, you know, we're going to be talking about my mother, you know, and she, like I said, um, you know, typical old school Haitian woman, you know, Haitian mother, you know. What I was saying is, you know, obviously she treated me, you know, I was the king of the house, you know, and still to this day, you know, when, whenever my mother would feed me or give me a plate, you know, at the house, She'd always whip out, like, the biggest plate, you know. It'd be, like, a oval-shaped type of plate, you know. Or typically, like, old-school Haitian dads would be eating uh, on these kind of plates or whatever. And, you know, with obviously my father not being in my life or in our lives, you know. So, essentially, I was the one that took over the role as, you know, I guess... You know, some would say the man of the house, but, you know, I was the king of the house. So, a lot of stuff that went on at the house went through me, you know. And, of course, that that's the more of the responsibility I got as I got older, you know. So, and, you know, going back to, like, when we was kids, you know, like, when my mother used to leave us at the house by ourselves or whatever, you know, things would... She would, um, 
when she go to work, she tell us, don't answer the phone. Unless if you saw Far Rockaway on the call ID, you know, us was in New York at the time. So it's, that's what she was working in, Far Rockaway. And I used to tell her, okay, no problem. So, and even if she would call, sometimes she'd call once, hang up. Then she would call again. And, you know, to ensure that, you know, that was her. You know, just so she would make sure we was okay. And she, you know, like, she had her ways, you know, to... It's like she would make sure she was, like, we was good when she wasn't around, when she was working both her jobs at the time, you know? So... And, you know, my mother, of course, she was a nursing assistant at the time, you know. And, you know, like I said, she she did the most she could possibly do to make sure it was good. And, you know, I'm, I'm forever indebted to my mother. I'm, you know, some of her methods were a little questionable. Like, like if we was out of line, you know, she'd get with us. You know, she, she would tear our butts up. You know, and, you know, them Zoes, you know, them Haitian mothers, you know, they showed no mercy when it when it came to, you know, the ass whoopings, you know. And, you know, s- certain people in certain households, they they got the whoopings with the, with just the belts, you know. You know, my old girl, she was, she was a firm believer, like, you know, obviously the belts, could only do but so much so she started getting us with sticks and that was a mother oh my goodness I used to I used to hate it you know like especially like it was mostly like me my brother and my cousin Blunt you know and I never forget it was this one time when um my mother left to go to work she told us you know, she got a ride from a family friend. And, of course, you know, her, with us not being in no summer camp program or anything, you know, we stayed at the house. This At the time, we were staying in St. Albans. And my mother said straight up, don't go outside. You know, Pafut Aldeo, you know, in Creole. You know, and she said, man, if I catch you guys outside, I'm going to spank you, you know, or, you know, and crawl, you know, that, that's, you know, that's, that's how my old girl used to talk to us or whatever, and, okay, no problem, you know, but of course, being, you know, kids, obviously, we want to go outside and play outside, you see other kids playing outside, and, but with me, as much as I love my mother, I also feared her. And I, I'll admit that, like my old girl, like for some reason, like, like she just was the end all be all with me. Like I felt, I always felt like she was like, like obviously, like she was like the one I always got an answer to, you know, growing up. And it was scary to think. If, for example, like something would have happened and my mother would have found out, 
you know, I I would be terrified, you know. So, and that's part of the reason why I missed out on a lot of stuff because, you know, granted, yeah, that momentary fun, it'd be all good, but that ass whooping in the end would be all bad, and I wasn't willing to take that. And plus, you know, I, just straight up, like, I was just scared, scared to death of my old girl. So, with that being said, you know, so, you know, she told us that this one, like I said, when we stay in the state office, don't go outside or whatever. Okay. So, obviously, it's me, my two brothers, and my cousin at the house, and my sister, you know. And my old girl made sure we had food in the house. You know, like, she wanted to make sure we didn't have a reason to go outside. You know, which I, I respect that, you know, and I understand, you know. So she made sure we had food in the house, made sure we had cable so we could watch TV. Hell, we even had video games and stuff, you know. But, my, but you know, with us being little kids, like, and I'm talking as old as eight, eight, nine years old, if that, you know, my sister was like five at the time. You know, and my mother did not want us going outside. You know, she didn't want to get in any situation with, like, um, with um, HRS or, you know, whatever the um, state custody, um, whatever they used to call them up in New York. So, obviously, you know, she told us don't go outside. And my brother and my cousin, they used to always go at it, like, it would be the most simplest thing, you know. They would, for whatever reason, like, they just could not get along. And they was always fighting. And my my cousin, you know, and rest, rest in peace, blood. I love you, man. I miss you, man. Um, he knew how to set my brother off. And what he would do is, well, that day in particular, it's, it had to be, like, close to the afternoon and my mother was getting off like maybe 3, 3.30 or something like that. So she could have popped up at the house at any given moment. So my cousin decides to hit my brother. My brother tries to run after him and catch him and of course, you know, my cousin, you know, outsmarted him, you know, juking him and whatnot and he ran downstairs, ran outside. My brother is like without thinking you know, runs right after him or whatever. So they running up and down the street, you know, and I'm at the door telling them, come inside, come inside, come inside. And, you know, it's almost like this was my cousin's chance to at least get some type of taste of going outside. And I'm telling them, come inside, come inside. And... My brother, he's like a, like a, kind of like a freight train, like one track minded, where he's not going to stop until he gets what he's trying to get, you know, and, you know, that's the way, you know, he's kind of set up mentally, and, you know, again, he has autism or whatever, like, like somewhat of a slight autism or whatever, so they running up and down, and me being the I guess the king of the house, so to speak, or trying to be the one to 
like kind of calm calm them down. I go out there to try to stop them and to get them inside the house before my mother shows up. And I'm like, guys, come, come. Obviously, my mother is pulling up to the house. And the way it, it looked as if we're just outside playing around, obviously. But me being the brother, the good brother that I'm, at least I was trying to be or whatever, I'm trying to stop them and to get them inside. All I heard was, what the fuck you doing outside? Get the fuck inside the house. Look, sure enough, it's my mother. I'm terrified as hell. Don't know what to do. Of course, she, my old girl said something to the effect of, Pookie Sanu Aldeo, Nupunabjuera, Antonado, my foot batnu. So she basically said she gonna whoop our fucking asses. So I'm like, but mom, you know, I'm trying to explain her. She said, shut up. So now we inside the house. Obviously, my, my sister was the smart one. She stayed inside the house. You know, so she didn't get she didn't get none of the piece of the action. And so, and you know, and Haitian households, you know, met you know, which that's what you know that means get on your knees or whatever. So my mother has us on our knees or whatever. She sends my brother, who, who's part of the um ones to receive the ass whooping at this point in time. She sends him to go get the stick or get a stick. Or whatever. So this man actually goes looking for a stick. And he gets a stick. Thick as hell. Full of nails. And he brings it to my mother. Mind you, he has autism. So it's not his fault. And he gives it to my mother. And he's like, here, mom. And she's look, She's examining the stick. Now she knows this is going to be brutal on her asses. And... He proceeds to get on his knees. And I tell him, I whisper in his ear, I said, hey, man, you do know she's going to hit you with that stick too, right? And then all of a sudden, he looks at me like, oh, oh my. Like, like, he, like, he's fucking surprised. And I'm like, fuck. So then even my mother showed a little bit of mercy. She still beat our asses, though. She showed a little bit of mercy. I said, no, I can't, I can't use this. Go find another stick. And he ended up finding something that was a little smaller that wasn't as thick. And, of course, she goes, so who's first? And, man, obviously, I, I, took, the, I took the lick first, you know. And my mother, she... She, oh man, she, she, she got with us, man. Like, and you know, obviously coming from Haiti, you know, they had it hard. So, you know, the fact that they got it hard, so they, as hard as they got it, they're going to give it to you just as hard. And she would hit me, what? I, I want to say, it used to be, what, 10 times each hand and 10 times on the ass, you know. So, you, you talking at least. 30 licks with the stick or whatever between all three of us. Now, my cousin was the one where he kind of was fearless where 
he would kind of run or, you know, kind of try to evade the whooping. I mean, he'd get it a little worse, but by this time, you know, my mother slowed down. I should get tired or whatever. But majority of the time, I used to go first just to get it over with, and I hated it, you know. So, but looking back at it, you know, that was the kind of stuff that my mother felt she needed to do to keep my head straight, you know. And I kind of understand why, because to this day, I don't, I don't have no record. You know, and when I say I don't have no record, like no criminal record, I haven't been arrested. I mean, you know, I mean, I got a gang of tickets on my name, but, you know, I mean, who ha who doesn't, you know? So, and, you know, that fear that I had, you know, of my mother, it was a combination of, you know, I was scared of my mom, but then at the same time, I was scared to disappoint her as well, you know? Now, I didn't become the doctor that she always wanted, obviously, you know, because, you know, going into the medical field did not, you know, appease me, you know, so, but, you know, it was situations like that where I really felt like, you know, especially like as I grew up and I look back at it, you know, I understand why my mother did what she did, you know. And again, you know, some certain methods would be questionable, which I get that everybody's entitled to their own opinion, you know. And I'm not saying yours is more right than mine or mine is more right than yours, you know, but everybody's entitled to their own um, opinion or their thought process, you know, and it's fine, you know. And no matter what it is, I'm... As questionable as things might seem, you know, I understand certain reasons uh, as to why my mother did what she did, you know, to make us straight, like, keep us straight. Like, none of us got records. None of us, you know. And, I mean, we may not be the, I guess, the greatest family where, you know, everybody's financially in the greatest place but you know at the end of the day you know she did her best to keep us on point you know and she doesn't realize how much that means everything and and once in a blue show you know if we having a serious conversation you know it'll come up oh have you ever been arrested you know do you have a criminal record? You know, that that's that's how she would say it, you know. And you know, it it's cause of her, like I'm 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 gonna try my best to keep it that way. You know. I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow, but you know, as of today, you know, I'm trying to keep my head, I guess how they say keep my keep your head on the swivel. You know. I I ain't gonna slip up. I'm I'm just trying to stay on point. So, and, you know, I'm I'm forever going to be indebted to my mother. I'm, and that's why, like, now, you know, anytime my mother needs something, I, I try to get it for her, you know, because she, she will do any and everything to, 
you know, keep us in, in, in tact or keep us upright, you know, especially with certain kids getting lost. And, and when I say getting lost, like getting lost to the streets and all that, my mother did not want that to happen. <laughs> like uh, another story where I told my mother, and it was around when Nintendo 64 was out. And one of the first couple games was like WrestleMania 2000. Mind you, 64 didn't come with no games. So I had to at least get one game, you know. So I begged my, I didn't beg my mother. I, I asked, I said, hey, mom, would you be willing to give me a Nintendo 64? You know, this and that. And of course my mother, no, I'm not buying it, this and that. You know, she's not spending that kind of money. And at the time, the 64 was like over 300 bucks. So, you know, of course, we've been, I think I was in, I was in ninth grade. He was either eighth or ninth grade, one of them. I'm like, all right. So, of course, you know, whenever I get out of school, 2.30, boom, make sure I'm at the crib. No later than, like, no later than 2.50, 2.52, if my mother's home and she'll look at that time, if, if my, my ass ain't at the house, you know, she's she's looking down the block to see if I'm walking. And after three, it's almost like, okay, well, what the hell's going on? But anyway, so obviously I asked her for the 64. She said no. Sure enough, that same day, no, not even, I, I, I forgot. I also told her, I said, mom, I need this Nintendo 64. She looks at me, of course, no, you don't need nothing. You know, it's a video game or whatever, you know. Or whatever, you know, that's how she would call it or whatever. Or Rezib. And, you know, of course, I, I said it in a jokingly way, but I tried to make it sound as serious as possible. I told my mother, I said, Mom, listen. If you don't give me this Nintendo 64, you know what's going to end up happening? I'm going to want to get it either way. So I may end up selling drugs to end up buying the Nintendo 64 and all the games. And of course, my mother, not in my house, not in my house. I said, yeah, but you'll never know. So, you know, because I don't want to just be cooped up in the house and don't have nothing to do. I mean... Yeah, I could watch TV, but after a while, it'll be boring. So then, you know, of course, my mother just shut me down, whatever. That very next day, I'm at the house or whatever. We got off of school, and I'm laying down. Boom, phone ring. House phone, of course. I answer the house phone. Hello? I, I know it's the old girl. Oh... I'm on my way to the house right now, and if you're not fucking dressed, you're not gonna get your fucking Nintendo 64. So hurry up, I'll be there in five minutes. And then hang up the phone, I go to smiling. You know, my plan worked. You know, not to say that it was something that I orchestrated, but you know, just letting her know, you know, my, I guess, motives or, you know, behind trying to get a Nintendo 64. <laughs> so, of course, she pulls up. 
honking the horn. Beep, beep, beep. Nah, I run outside, I'm in shorts, sandals, and a t-shirt, you know. Jump in my mom's car. She had the Avalon at, at the time. No, no, she she still had her um, Toyota Camry. I think it was like a 94, 95, you know, so. A little clean, a little dark green, whatever. So, go to Toys R Us, boom. She said, look for your Nintendo or whatever. Boom, get the Nintendo 64. And she's like, all right, let's go. I said, Mom, it doesn't come with no games. She looks at me, so what, I got to buy you a game too? I said, well, I need a game to play. And she said, fine, pick your game or whatever. And, of course, you know, me being a wrestling fan, WrestleMania 2000, got that. My mom paid damn near 370 if I remember. And she was so upset. But, you know, I think that was just her way of, you know, trying to make me happy. And, you know, obviously she didn't want me going to anybody's house to try to play. You know, because, you know, anything can happen. And, of course, she looked at me and said, If I buy this for you and you still go out in the streets... I will beat you up, you know, of course, or beat the fuck out of me or whatever, you know. And she said, you better not be doing anything that you're not supposed to be doing. Okay, no problem. But, you know, I'm happy as shit here. I got the Nintendo 64, you know. So, needless to say, you know, now it's my mother, you know, coming through and doing what she do best, and that's provide being the mother that she was, you know, what that she is. And granted, you know, again, my mom got a very unorthodox style, you know, but what island parent doesn't, you know. So, you know, that was her way of obviously showing love. And, you know, things were hella expensive back then. And it ain't like, you know, people were making good money at their jobs, you know. My mother wasn't necessarily making great money. That's why she was working two, three jobs, you know, doing what she had to do. You know, to make sure we were straight. You know, and I never forget that. And that's why, like, you know, I I say to myself, like, you know, I I'm forever gonna appreciate my mother. I'm forever indebted to her. You know, like she sacrificed and sacrificed and sacrificed and sacrificed just to make sure we were straight. And of course, obviously, she's a parent. She's our parent or whatever, so she has to. I mean, I'm not saying she has to sacrifice, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you're going to put it all on the line for your family, you know. And I think that's why I am the way I am with my two kids because my mother, I get, like, my mother doesn't realize she, she put a lot, like, I got a lot of her characteristics, you know, and I never really thought about that until after I became a father. You know, and, like, I, I try to do things a little different. You know, I'm not going to spit my kids every single time they do something wrong or whatever. But if it's warranted, hey, I'm coming for that ass, you know. So, but, you know, I, I don't trade, I wouldn't trade any of those life experiences that I went through with my mom for anything in the world, like, you know, because she made me the man who I am today, 
you know, I, I needed that. Like, she, she provided that structure, you know, and of course, like, and not just Haitian parents, but, you know, any parent will say, of course, you know, I provide you with a roof, you know. I'm thankful for that, too, you know. So, and of course, now with things being different, you know, I'm older now, grown, you know. And my mother doesn't, like, no, nah, well, I'm not going to say she doesn't. Like, you know, she still wants gifts and all that, but, you know, it's like whatever with her in a sense. So, you know, of course, my gift to my mom, of course, I'm taking her to see Monday Night Raw, you know, which will be here in July. So, you know, it's, it's almost like a late Mother's Day gift, you know. And, of course, tickets are already purchased or whatever. So we're going to be in one of the 100 sections. You know, decent view of the action, you know. So, but regardless of how things were for me growing up, me and my brothers and my sister, you know, through thick and thin, our mother was there for us, and she continues to be there for us. And, you know, I'm always going to love my mother for everything she's done, you know. And honestly, even for, for the things she didn't do, but she didn't do them with great reason, you know. And she wanted to make sure we was always safe. You know, we didn't experience any hardships, you know, because, I mean, I know a lot of kids, you know, that we grew up with that's no longer with us, you know, because they got lost in the streets or, you know, getting caught up in all kind of craziness, you know, and my mother couldn't handle that type of thing. So, but, you know, you know, it's... Plenty more stories I could talk about. And, you know, we'll probably talk about it on, like, other podcasts or whatever, you know. But, you know, this is essentially, like, a Mother's Day special. We're keeping the G podcast. I said I wasn't going to keep it too long, you know. So, but no matter what, you know, she's not, she may not be the greatest mother in the world, you know, but that's my mother. You know, it's my OG. I love her, and I'm, I'm going to love her no matter what. I don't care what anybody say. None of that matters. I mean, don't come talking crazy all in my face about my old girl, because then we're going to have we're gonna have problems, you know, obviously, you know. But, you know, through it all, Mom, you know I love you. Happy Mother's Day, you know, and... Like, you're my everything, and I greatly appreciate everything you've done for me and that you're continuing to do for me, you know. So, you know, to all the mothers out there, obviously, you know, happy Mother's Day. You know, we're winding it down, obviously, you know, because, you know, it's nighttime. You know, obviously, I'm still in the car because of the rain and whatnot, but I'm as soon as I'm done with this podcast, I'm, I'm jumping inside no matter what. You know, so, you know, hopefully everybody enjoyed their day, you know, and definitely, um, what if, I know I understand, yes, 
Mother's Day and everything, but y'all better not forget about us fathers, you know, because Father's Day coming up, you know. So, but I, I'll do my Father's Day podcast as well on, on Father's Day when that time comes. But either way, hopefully y'all ladies, you know, this is y'all day, you know. I hope y'all enjoy y'all Mother's Day. I love y'all. Be safe and be strong. You know, it's your boy G Money, aka G Dash Happy Mother's Day, ladies.